Hi, this is Rodimus Perra, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Jennifer Armstrong will join us in our second hour. Jennifer Armstrong, TV historian and former writer for Entertainment Weekly. Jennifer's latest book is a history of the first decade of network television as seen through the lives of the accomplishments of Erna Phillips, Gertrude Berg, Hazel Scott, and Betty White, all four of whom not only left their mark on the early days of television while shaping the kind of programming that we all continue to watch today, and all four of whom found themselves marginalized in the mid-1950s as television became more popular and more lucrative while our culture began to change. Jennifer Armstrong will join us later on in this hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. Also coming up later on this hour, we will welcome singer-songwriter Severn Brown. Severn Brown, younger brother of Jackson Brown and the first white folk and country type of singer-songwriter signed by Motown Records. Severn has just released his first album in about 10 years. We'll talk about that, plus he'll give us some insight into the creative process and how he comes to write songs. Severn Brown will join us later on in this hour. Please join us for that as well. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom to bring us this week in TV history. Tony's segment, as always, brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble. Videos of new episodes of Story Salon via Zoom are posted at facebook.com forward slash Story Salon as well as the Story Salon YouTube channel. As it happens, this coming Tuesday, May 18th, marks the one-year anniversary of the death of Ken Osmond. With that in mind, we'll begin this edition of This Week in TV History by looking back at the life and career of the actor known around the world as Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Beaver. I think anybody from Leave it to Beaver that leaves us now, you know, this is an, an institution. And I think the character that he's best known for, Eddie Haskell, is one of those great characters, great TV sitcom characters. I would put him up there with uh, Gladys Kravitz and Larry Tate uh, because we always knew those people. Easily identifiable character. Yeah. I know when we when we look at like the greatest characters of all time, Barney Fife is usually number one or at least in the top five. But I don't know how many people have known of Barney Fife. I mean, I like to think of, you know, Barney and Andy in a sense, like uh, somebody described Bugs and Daffy. Andy is who we would like to be, but Barney is closer to who we really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, and and, and uh, we could debate that later, but I've heard the same thing about Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is who we want to be, but Daffy Duck is closer to who we yeah. really are. But I, I've, I've had bosses like Larry Tate. I've had neighbors like Gladys Kravitz. Mm-hmm. And growing up, going to school no matter where I went to school or what level of school, there was always a Eddie Haskell. Yes. There was an Eddie Haskell before I was familiar with the character. Yeah. Oh, but forget about school, just in life. Yeah, in life, Eddie yeah. I've had I... environments where the Eddie Haskell was the one that would try to get you to do something that you knew better than doing. And a lot of times, if you did it, he's the one who narked on you to the boss, yes. too. So. so. Yeah. Oh, so many names are coming to mind yeah. right now. Yes, I think I think we've worked with a lot of Eddie Haskells. They the should that would rally the troop 
when we see the boss, we should tell him that we demand a raise. And then the boss walks into the room. Well, hello, Mr. Smith. <laughs> you know, and I would go, hey, Eddie, uh, we were, you know, we were just having a conversation. I think Eddie has something to ask you. Yeah, that's a nice suit, Mr. Smith. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. I mean, we, we've all worked with that guy. But I mean, it is we knew this guy and that's what made him so great. Uh, well, actually, character. actually, I beyond leave it to Beaver. And I know he became a police officer later in life. Mm -hmm. What else did he do? What, is he known for anything else outside of Leave it to Beaver? There were these rumors. There were two very well-published rumors. Now, you know there are some Leave it to Beaver. Oh, like, there was oh, a rumor oh, for a long oh, okay. Time All right, I know where that, you're going. That Jerry Mathers was killed in Vietnam. You know, and that rumor that. went around forever. Yeah. And there were two rumors about Ken Osmond. One that he became Alice Cooper. Had not heard that one. Okay. I, think I know the other one. You know the other one. Yes. I think I know the other one. I know the other Should one. Should we say? Yeah. Well, you uh, can say it. I mean, we can say it. Yes. Uh, in the seventies, there was a legendary porn actor uh, named John Holmes. Uh, sadly, he died in the eighties of uh, HIV. Um, but uh, John Holmes was famous. Uh, you could compare him to Milton Berle, you might say. He was well endowed. Uh, he was very well endowed. Uh, he was legendary. And there was this rumor that when John Holmes was younger, he played Eddie Haspel on Leave it to Beaver. That, you know, that Ken Haspel changed his name uh, to, to John Holmes. So that those were the two big surrounding him yes well neither, um, neither of which turned out to be true but to answer your question donna he was prior to leave it to beaver he was a well-in-demand child actor in movies okay, contract player contract player in movies and in television in the decade prior to leave it to beaver but he had an everyman sense he had a blue collar sense that never left him and because he worked a lot of blue collar jobs um in the decade uh between the end of beaver and when he joined the lapd in the early 1970s there's something about if you have a real job and, and have real bosses and have to deal with stuff that the vast majority of people deal with on a day and every you know, that, that grounds you and you don't forget that. And when you're able to have the level of success and notoriety that Ken Osmond went on to enjoy uh, later in his career, it grounds you and it, it, it gives you a healthy perspective so that you don't lose side of yourself but he was in captain's courageous uh, i think with uh, uh spencer tracy he did a lot of the early anthology shows on, on nbc and the networks in the first decade of television like telephone time and stuff like that um, he worked with ozzy nelson on ozzy and harriet and uh, uh i can see that yeah ken osmond visited our program about five years ago we replayed that conversation a couple of weeks ago on the program and his mother was she was a stage mom but she was an unusual stage mom in that uh, she would barter services for agents both for ken and his brother uh, she was a like a gifted seamstress if, if i remember correctly so she would you know sew things for casting agents 
and okay, if I do this for you, will you will you give my sons a read? You know, so that's you know we we talk about sometimes getting you know, creative ways of getting your foot in the door. That's half the battle, and she knew how to do that, and that's one of the reasons why Ken and his brother worked as often as they did. And I love I love his brother's name. His brother's name Dayton. Yes, Dayton Osmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is such a cool name. I don't think Dayton's career took off. I, I don't. His did not take off to the extent Ken's did. But he was with the LAPD for I think. I'm thinking for like 14 years. Yeah. Okay. I from think 1970 to 1984. Yeah, or, I think or something, or maybe a little less. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. For some reason, I think he he retired shortly before the new Leave It to Beaver started. Yeah. And. Uh, because he was, he did reprise the role on the new Leave It to Beaver, yes. Yes. Well, he, he not, not only that, but uh, he, he uh, two of his actual sons, sons yeah. worked on the show, and uh, yeah, one of his I didn't know like, that. yeah, Eddie Haskell Jr. and Freddie Haskell. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, those are the characters. Yeah. And the and same, the same character. What did, do you remember? What he did for a living in the new Leave It to Beaver? He was in. He was a carpenter. He was in construction. His, you know, uh, Ken Osmond's real father was a carpenter. Also, uh, when they did the TV movie "Still the Beaver," I mean, one of the opening, uh, one of the openings is uh, Eddie Haskell. Haskell Construction Company is building Wally Cleaver's house, and you know, unlike real, you know, contractors, uh, they're behind schedule and they're doing everything wrong. Uh, so. <laughs> And so uh, early, early in the uh, in the TV movie, you see a sign, a house under construction and a sign, another fine home built by Haskell, you know, whatever the sign says. And you see this big pickup truck smash through the sign. And then he's chased by a convertible. And it's, you know, Eddie Haskell running away from Wally, but they're in cars yeah. and he's in a truck and while and Wally is chasing him. And, you know, he runs out. Wally pins him against the wall and slugs him because the house isn't ready. And it's like, you know, after all these years, this is the first time he's popped me one. You know, and it was like, yeah. And it was all through the construction of the house, you know, like uh, the faucets were the wrong way. And just the, the house was, you know, and, and Eddie had, uh, you know, one excuse after the other why the house was not being, you know, uh, finished. So, I mean, it was perfectly established that Eddie is still at Eddie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was. We yeah, wouldn't expect not... anything more. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the poetic part, uh, later in the movie, one of Beaver's oldest son gets in trouble at school, and he has to go to the principal's office, which the principal is now, you know, Ed, uh, Beaver's like elementary school teacher. She's now the principal, and uh, it's Beaver's oldest in trouble with. Uh, Eddie Haskell's son. So both of them are in the principal's office. So, you know, Beaver and Eddie Haskell show up at the same time. And as soon as they open the door, you know, I think it's Eddie Jr. that just says, well, hello, father. There seems to be a case of mistaken identity here. <laughs> and he grabs him by the collar and said, come on with me, wise guy. And uh, yeah, so it was a perfect full circle there. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom as we look back at the legacy of Leave It to Beaver and the life and career 
of Ken Osmond, the actor known around the world as Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Beaver. Ken Osmond passed away one year ago this week in TV history. This segment was recorded via Zoom. We had some audio echo issues. We've done our best to correct them and apologize for any inconvenience. There is something. Uh, Dan Aykroyd hosted a show called Top Cop Story, and he did it shortly after he played Joe Friday mm-hmm. in uh, Dragnet 87. And it was a very positive look at um, uh, police work with the help of reenactors. And they did one on Hollywood cops, and they profiled Ken Osmond. So, you know, uh, Dan Aykroyd would host uh, the show from what looks like, you know, like a mock police station, you know, precinct house, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he sets up the story, and then Ken Osmond takes over and talks about, you know, how he shifted careers. And they do a reenactment of the time that he was shot. Yeah. And he was shot three times. Uh, fortunately, he was wearing his vest mm-hmm. at the time, uh, because it's even set up in the story that it was a heat wave. And in the middle of the day, it was way too uncomfortable to wear uh, the, uh, bulletproof, the bulletproof vests of the time. Yeah. That, you know, that there was no way that they could wear it in 100 degree heat. And, you know, when it got a little later and a little cooler, fortunately, they put the vests on. Yeah. Uh, and he got shot twice in the chest. And the third bullet was uh, stopped by his belt buckle. And uh, and he admits that he did not follow procedure. He was he was chasing somebody on foot. They turn a corner and the guy was waiting for him around the corner. So he was a patrolman. Yeah, he he mostly uh, was uh, going after uh, drunk drivers. Yeah. So he would be stationed in certain areas of Los Angeles that was known for you know that problem. And he was on, he, he was a motorcycle uh, officer. And uh, so they would pull over the drunk drivers. So oh, was, oh, 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 imagine getting pulled over by Eddie Haskell. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm guessing that happened more than. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> aren't you Eddie Haskell? Um but there, there is, and I don't know how much of this, you know, they took creative license because they go into, you know, in the reenactment, they go into a fire station. Yeah, you look like that guy. Said, no, no, he was killed in Vietnam. No, he was a porn <laughs> actor. Yeah. No, Beaver was a porn. No, Beaver was killed in Vietnam. No, you know, and it was like this whole debate amongst the, the cop. You know, he's like, yeah, that's me. But it's also one of these rare moments where you see Ken Osmond as himself. Now, he's. He's hosting his the, the wraparound for his story. Mm-hmm. So he's setting up the story. They go into the reenactment. And then you see him and the real uh, police officer he was partnered with, who he credits for saving his life mm-hmm. and getting the bad guy in the end. So you see him. By the way, both of them were better looking than the actors who played them, <laughs> which is not often the case. Yeah. But you see him in the beginning and end, and he talks, you know, very, very frank and very straightforward about his career as a police officer and the importance uh, you know, of what his partner meant to him and, you know, how he took it. So you, you, you are not seeing Eddie Haskell yeah. in this part because, uh, you know, after, you know, um, you know, still the beaver and the new leave it to beaver and Wally and the, you know, there were several, you know, reincarnations of that show. And then he also played other characters that we knew were, you know, variations of Eddie Haskell, yeah. but it was really nice to see the genuine guy. Yeah. Uh, and these, yeah, you see them in you know, like the the reunion shows and stuff like that, you know, or talk shows, you know, where they say, you know, where are they now? Uh, but even then, you know, people would ask, you know, hey, can you do a little Eddie Haskell for us? 
you know, which he would always be willing to do. Yeah, well, it goes back to what we talked about a little while ago, which is you use the word genuine. A lot of that, much of that comes from the fact that he worked a lot of odd jobs in and out of the industry before becoming uh, a peace officer. And, and for a while, he ran a helicopter business that I think serviced the, the film and TV industry. He did that for a while. And uh, whether you come from a location other than Los Angeles or if you work in jobs outside the industry, all that, your experience, you file that away because you never know when, when you're going to draw on that as a performer. And he was able to do that. He didn't always go after drunk drivers. There, there are some times when he would do, he, he, would be, uh, he and his partner would provide security for film and TV shoots. Uh, in his book, Eddie, he talks about um, for a while he was the regular security officer on Barnaby Jones. Ah. So to quote Al Pacino, just when he thought he left the industry, it pulled him back in. I remember post Leave It to Beaver, he did an episode of The Munsters, which was, you know, the same creators. Uh, Connolly and Mosher. Yeah, and I think he was a, a college student. So it was basically, he was playing college age Eddie Haskell. Yeah. You know, where they were looking for like a creepy old house to have a party in. And they're standing outside the house and, yeah, this looks like it came out of a Vincent Price movie. And they take over the house to have like a big wild party. He was also a military buff. And for a while, he wrote for, I think it was for the Long Beach VA. He wrote a column on war heroes. And after a number of years, he had enough columns that he put them together as a book. And he published, I think, one or two books on military heroes. And uh, so when he wasn't acting post the new Leave it to Beaver, you know, he had, uh, he, he had other interests that fueled him. And I, I'm just looking over a bio. He was in the United States Army Reserves as an armor. Yes. During uh, the last season of uh, Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine he knew weapons. He knew you know, all those aspects. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we remember the life and legacy of Ken Osmond. Ken Osmond, the actor known around the world as Eddie Haskell on Leave It to Beaver. Ken Osmond passed away one year ago this week in TV history. We'll continue our conversation with Tony and Donna about Ken Osmond and the legacy and leave it to Beaver at the end of our second hour. We'll be up to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll take a quick time out, then Severin Brown will join us. We come back on TV Confidential. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast. You can enjoy This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcasts. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800 890 1032. 1032. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.